Round one team lists have dropped. Massive day for NRL Fantasy, arguably the biggest day of the year. Chris Kennedy in the studio with Dombrock to take you through all the news, all the developments, all the cheapies, all lack thereof, the ins, the outs, the controversies. <laughs> Dom, how many changes have you already made to your team? Uh, I've only made a couple, but it's early days. I'll be making a few more in the next uh, few days. Yeah, a ton of news, a few questions in as well, so we should get, uh, get cracking. Plenty of questions to get to. I've probably made six or eight changes to my <laughs> team as well. Um, we'll go through... I guess the teams to start with. It kicks off Thursday night with the Dogs and the Eels. Eels are basically, as per expectation, I think some question marks over a little bit of their bench makeup. But um, Brad Takarangi's got the utility spot. Penny Terrapo um, has earned the final forward spot ahead of the likes of Oregon Kafusi and Ray Stone. Um, pretty much as per expectations, though, there's a few guys here worth talking about. Mitch Moses is one of them. Yeah, I think Moses is the big one. Not a lot of surprises, as you said. Um, Moses uh, and Cleary are the two really popular gun halves this year. There's a few others that um, will score really well, DCE and the like. But, uh, yeah, Moses, um, probably the most popular of the non-cash cow halves. Um, He's probably going to be in my team. I haven't quite decided between him and Cleary. (laughs) Have you got Moses? You're an Eels fan. You've probably stuck with him for weeks. I've had Moses the whole way through since I built my team, wherever it was, a few weeks ago. I was actually out at Penrith this week um, and chatted to, to Nathan Cleary I tell you what, I think we've seen that story about him bulking up, but he looked jacked. His yeah. arms were—he's done some work over the off season. I don't know. That Does that mean more fantasy, fantasy scores? Yeah, yeah no, it's not a weightlifting competition. Um, but yeah, he also seemed really relaxed, ready to take on mm. that senior role. His scores, I think, were a little bit down when Maloney played, but if he's playing alongside Luai, he might, you know, as the dominant yeah. playmaker. We saw him get that absolute boomer in round twenty-five against the Knights last year, and he's um, probably a little bit cheaper than his. You know, potential ceiling average, so there's certainly upside to him. I think the fact we've just spoken about Nathan Cleary for a while suggests there's not that much to say about this Eels team that we're, <laughs> that we're starting Moving with. So, on. a lot not- to talk about in the, in the other team, though. So, let's get cracking on the um, the Bulldogs. Yeah. Late breaking news right before we came in that Corey Harawira Naira and Jaden Ockenbore both stood down. Some kind of you know integrity units investigating. Um, can't give you any more information about what's going on at this point in time, which means for our purposes, we're not sure how long they're going to be out for. Is this something that gets resolved in a week or two is it going to be a long suspension mm. i don't know i don't have the answers what it means is joe stimson starts um Ockenbohr, who's probably going to play isn't there with christian crichton coming in for a wing spot brandon wakeham in the halves uh hearing whispers during the week that he was going to edge out jack cogger and it's so it has proved to be jeremy marshall king is the sole hooker with sione katoa not picked carrot holland is the bench utility does that just about cover the fantasy relevant Points? I think so. I mean, Will Hopper White, he's a gun centre, but he's pretty pricey at this uh, time of the year for a uh, for a centre. Yeah, so Stimson, um, he's been talked up a bit in the preseason as a cash cow chance. And in previous in, seasons. And in, uh, <laughs> this time last year, maybe not this time, I'd gone off him because he didn't get picked by Melbourne. But um, last preseason, I was very excited about <laughs> Joe Simpson. Simpson. Uh, this season, I wasn't, but uh, he's in the starting team. Break even 27, very low for a, a starting second rower who could play 80 minutes, but if he just plays for one week and then goes back to the bench or drops out of the side or whatever, then there's no need, uh, you know, no use in picking him now. So, yeah, that um, that stand down for Harawira Naira is a big mystery, big question mark hangover Stimson's fantasy prospects at this point. Um, yeah, safer bets are Marshall King, um, break even 37. Uh, he scored close to 50 when playing big minutes at hooker. I can't see Holland taking that many minutes at dummy half off... Marshall was it King, la- mid last year or the year before yeah. when he was coming on and just playing fifteen minutes at dummy half and exactly. doing some scoots? He's more there, you would think, as a genuine replacement if there's an injury in the yeah. outside backs. Um, but he might get used at five eighth a bit and at hooker a bit. Um, and uh, yeah, Wakeham, pretty good news for for fantasy coaches. Three forty k, quite cheap for a starting half. Break even in the low twenties. Uh, He's only played a few NRL games. Um, but scored a couple of uh, 40s, 40-odd scores. Um, so capable of uh, scoring well in attack. He's uh, missed tackles are the only thing. He's averaged, I think, six missed tackles a game mm. in his three games so far. So that's that's minus 12 off the, off the, um, on the start if he keeps doing that, and then he needs to get a lot of attacking stats to make up for it. But he could get them, you know, alongside um, Lockie Lewis. He's not necessarily... 
it's not it's not a case of you know Jerome Luai just to jump to the um, Panthers again where he's a cheap half playing next to a really dominant half. Um, they might split it more fifty fifty the actual playmaking those two. So yeah, Wakem could get a lot of attacking stats. Is he gonna? Is he one of your six changes into your team as of this afternoon? Uh, he is. Yes. Yeah. Um, he's about the same price as Kurt Mann. Very different kind of players. Mann's more of a maybe safer because he doesn't make those missed tackles, but less um, mm. likely to get a lot of attacking stats. So interesting choice there if you want to go one or the other. He is. Moving ahead to 6pm Friday, the Raiders hosting the Titans. Raiders are pretty much exactly what we were expecting based on the trials, other than Michael Oldfield nabbing the, the last bench spot ahead of um, a, a forward or a, a more genuine utility, but otherwise exactly what we were expecting. Probably the talking point for me, um, Corey Horsburgh starting on an edge, I think is quite interesting. Yeah, so good price for 65k. He replaces uh, Bateman, who's injured for a while. What are we thinking? Six weeks? Well, I was going to touch on this yeah. because I, uh, I bought Silver Havili mid last year yes. when Josh Hodgson was out for eight weeks and he missed like two games. Those Raiders can come back, fa- <laughs> back fast from injury, unfortunately. Fast um, healers down in the nation's yeah, capital. Yeah, but Hosber should have enough time to make uh, decent money. Break evens in the low 30s, so most second mm. rowers play 80 minutes and get. About 40 points a game, so should make decent money there. Um, Joe Tapanay starts at lock. He's a bit better at, in the second row on edge rather mm. than at lock in fantasy, so I think I'll be steering clear, but again, another possible cash maker. Mm. I was I, I did get sent up to Port Macquarie to cover their last trial against the Bulldogs. Um, spoke to Corey Horsburgh after the game. He was um, basically said he'd never played on edge before in his life. Great. <laughs> do what was necessary, but it's actually... Um, it, yeah. He didn't really... He looked a bit frustrated, or actually said he was a bit frustrated at not getting his hands on the ball as much, but he still made almost 40 tackles on the edge. So if he's going to play 60 to 80 minutes on the edge and mm. make you know 40-plus tackles and then hopefully get some some carries and maybe odd, the odd bust playing out wider, he could be a um, sneaky sort of moneymaker. Obviously, he's not there for the season with Bateman potentially back you know, around four, six, eight, we're not sure, but there are, definite upside. Yeah, there are suddenly a lot of uh, mid-range um second rowers who could make a lot of money at the start of the season and mm. it's just a case of picking the right ones well yeah you can't get all of them they take on the Titans who are missing a lot of players um, AJ Brimson who was in a lot of teams pre-season named out in Jersey 21 a bit of a back stress injury or a, some kind of back problem um, almost certainly won't play on Friday um, Shannon Boyd I think out for a fair while shoulder injury I think it mm-hmm. is for him um, yeah a few who else are they missing what a week is out that's right, Fodawaka wrist and something else wrong with him. Um, Watkins and Peachy are slightly surprised centre pairing. I think we're expecting mm. Watkins, but for Brian Kelly to be named on the bench after playing pretty well last year is a bit unusual. Mitch Rain starts at hooker with Pete's out. Sam Lassone, the new recruit, straight into the starting side. Um, is that about cover it? I think so, yeah. So Lassone looks very cheap. Uh, he might only be there for a week if Fodawaka comes back next week, so probably steer clear. Um, Watkins in the centres uh, is kind of an interesting one. He was pretty terrible, as we spoke about last week. <laughs> we did discuss that, Last yeah. season, but before that, uh, he was a standout in the Super League and a talented player, um, came back from injury last year. So he could be one if you're gambling on his um, performances improving a lot. Uh, this season looked pretty good in the uh, preseason trial against Brisbane. Um, the other one... Uh, Ash Taylor's in a similar situation, pretty bad last year, but uh, really talented player, so could make a lot of money. The other um, mid-range second rower I was uh, just thinking of, speaking of uh, the Raiders uh, couple, is um, Bryce Cartwright is Mm. starting in the second row. Break-even 33. He averages mid-40s when he plays 80 in the second row. Been down this road before. I think it was last year, the year before, for a short-term kind of mid-season moneymaker I bought him and he worked quite well he did make a bit of mid-season cash when yeah. he went from that 20 minute bench roll into exactly, a bigger yeah. minute roll so I guess the idea is can he do that again all he has to do is get that 44 points a game he got last year playing 80 in the second row as if he does play 80 in the second row mm. but he's, he's such an inconsistent uh, fantasy player I can see a lot of you know experienced fantasy coaches looking elsewhere when there's a lot of options around but um, you know he could be one of the better 
mid-range options. Mm. Debutante Jamin Jolliffe named on the bench, mm. the former Newtown prop. Um, didn't even realise he was in the Titans' top 30 until the teams dropped, but I assume he has been promoted in recent times after joining on a... I think came on a train and trial and then got moved into the development list, must have gone into the top 30. But I'd steer clear there's better debutants elsewhere. They do have Fodawaker and others to return. Yep. Moving on to the second Friday game, one of the real blockbusters of the opening round, Cowboys hosting the Broncos. Big battles going on in the forward packs. Um, new fullbacks for both clubs as well, plenty of changes. Um, just looking at the Cowboys first, obviously Valentine Holmes back from the NRL to play fullback. Ben Hampton is named on the wing. I don't see that being a long-term move. He's a good player, but he's not a winger. Mm. Um, Asiata at starting prop. I think uh, Josh Maguire's back. Is it round two from suspension? It's Could pretty be right. soon. Yep. Could be right, could be wrong. We'll find out at some point later on. Um, Reese Robson, the uh, the hooker they've bought, has uh, been given the 14 jersey with Jake Granville still to start at number nine. Cohen Hess, who's had some mm. struggles over the last year or two, named to start on an edge after playing a bit of centre last year. Yeah, so Hess is another guy about the same price as Cartwright, um, who is capable of scoring 40 and up if he keeps that second row spot. Another um, possible money-making option. Uh, Scott Drinkwater's in at six, I believe. Mm, has um, kept Jake Clifford out of the yeah. starting side. So he's 400k, um, good price, dual position. You can play him in the halves or at winger fullback. Um, pretty good option, I think. He's yeah. not currently in my team, but he might be by the mm. time round one comes. Um, AJ Bremson's one guy who a lot of people have at, at the back, for instance, and um, Drinkwater's cheaper, so it might be an easy swap. His price is sort of based on his actual 80-minute scores, though, right? I mean, that's obviously at, at fullback. At fullback, yeah. So more tackles, but probably less runs. It's a tricky one because some players, you know, you look at Callan Ponga last year who was a fullback, went to 5'8", and got worse both in real life and in fantasy. <laughs> um, uh, so if you get drink water, you're making on the, the opposite of that happening, you know, him, go, him going into the front line and getting better. But some players do, you know, the more more tackles, a few more kick metres maybe. Mm. Um, if you can have similar numbers for run metres and tackle breaks, then uh, can be a good scorer. But, yeah, a little bit of a gamble. Mm. But he's fairly cheap, so not a high risk. Mm. I mean, he's had the full off-season at the club now after being yeah. a mid-season buy, which is always a tough ask. And if the Cowboys are better, he's an attacking player, so that could play into his hands as well. So there are reasons to, to like him. Let's have a look at the Broncos because there's a lot to talk about here. Uh, Jack Bird, who was explosive in the centres to start last year before doing his knee, he's named to be, uh, to be the new fullback. Darius Boyd is now in the centres. Jesse Arthur's a perhaps surprise option. Or you know, We got mail during the week it was going to happen, but has edged out um, Xavier Coates for that win wing spot. Um, Anthony Milford, Brady Croft, the new halves pairing. Jake Turpin starts with Andrew McCulloch back to the bench. Thomas Flegler starting prop. I don't think we saw that one mm. coming. Um, Patrick Carrigan, uh, co-captain along with Croft, named yeah. at 13. Uh, he's nice and cheap. Uh, David Feeder, big upside. We'll talk about him. Payne Haas, very expensive, but best scorer in the game. Um, Jamil Hopawati, mm. brother of um, Will Hopawati and son of John Hopawati, named to debut on the bench. He's a, a forward. Jermaine Ozarko and Andrew McCulloch both being on the bench is probably good news for any of the forward yeah, units It's an interesting well. bench, isn't it? I don't know if it's going to stay like that, but I guess that they are a pack that can get away with that. Payne Haas can play big minutes. A lot mm. of those guys can play big minutes, so... Maybe they will just run with two big buppers on the bench. Um, yeah, a lot of those guys you mentioned, uh, very good fantasy prospects. Haas, um, great captaincy option. Pat Carrigan is, uh, I think, close to must-have maybe. At, um, He's almost my number one must-have yeah. ahead of, you know, everyone's, I think, Luai's the, Jerome Luai's the most popular player in fantasy at the moment. I, mean, I think Carrigan Carrigan's got to score a lot more than Luai. Yeah. Um, you know, cost more, but... Uh, for that price, uh, great option, job position forward. Um, Jack Bird, I know you have, or at least last week had him in the centres. Still got him, yeah. Dual position as well. There's, a, there's quite a few now, dual position centres slash winger fullbacks after today's teams mm. with players switching positions, which is helpful to have um, in your team and or on your bench. Um, and yeah, good signs, I guess, for Croft, who a lot of people like, and Carrigan, that they've been given the co-captaincy. It's mm. a real... You know, new era kind of decision by the Broncos to do that in the absence of um, Alex Glenn, who's injured. Yeah, we're expecting Glenn back uh, sooner rather than later. Um, what does that mean? He would, you'd think, come into the starting second row, being the club captain, which would move could, Pangai somewhere. It could mean anything. I mean, they've, they've got a pretty like it's pretty flexible what they could do. There's, mm. They could even bump back David Fafita, you know, fantasy favourite. Mm. 
to the bench and have him come on after 20 minutes and, and explode, which would not be great yeah, for I'll, his... I'll thank them to not do that. Yeah, it wouldn't be great for his fantasy prospects. It would it would actually be helpful for us if Glenn was playing so we can get a better look at... <laughs> so what, we know what's going on. What's yeah. going on, because it's going to sting for a lot of people if uh, Fede goes back to the bench next mm. week. But um, anyway, at the moment, I guess we just uh, assume that doesn't happen. I guess maybe more likely is... Pangai moves up front and flags a little bit to the bench. Yeah, I was thinking that. Although if they're starting him on an edge, you don't want to keep swapping Swap, a, yeah. a young forward from edge to middle and edge to middle. We will see. So. Interesting one. Mm. Um, Saturday footy kicks off with the Knights hosting the Warriors. The Knights were probably, when we were going through all our predicted teams over the offseason, I think the hardest team to try and work out who Absolutely. was likely to go where, particularly in that back line. Um, the, the centres in particular, which got a little bit, simpler with the injuries um, that they've had. Bradman Best obviously out for about four more weeks with a broken foot. They've ended up with Anari Tuala and Gehamat Shibasaki in the centres, both fairly cheap but no real fantasy pedigree there to speak of. Kurt Mann, who you touched on before, has won the number six jersey, never been much of a fantasy factor either. Um, Connor Watson back on the bench. That's about it. Uh, SESE starting at lock. Herman SESE yeah. is an interesting one. He was kind of a bit out of favour last year with Nathan uh, Brown. Um, played a lot of uh, bench minutes. Uh, starting lock is a good sign for him. Um, he's only played a handful of games at lock, but scored close to 50 points a game. He's priced at 36. So if he can keep that up, then he's a, a very good value. Not quite keeper, but close. Um, Certainly moneymaker. Yeah, Mann is a funny one because he's really kind of an uninspiring fantasy scorer, scores mid-30s, but he's priced at 24. So if he does manage those mid-30s at 5'8", um, then he's good value. Obviously, alongside Pierce, he won't do much kicking. If any, he won't be the go-to guy on the last tackle in the you know opposition's 20 too often with Pierce and Ponga there. So don't expect a lot of attacking stats, but if he makes... I don't know, 20, 25 tackles a game and gets through the basics, doesn't make too many mistakes, he can get above 30 mm. pretty easily. So not a bad option uh, in the halves, just maybe not as, as fun as some others. Will be a, a low-end cash cow, I think, would be what That's you... the thing. He's, his ceiling isn't that high, so yeah. um, if he does make money, it might come pretty slow. This could be this year's Jordan Carhu. You're just uh, writing him off all the <laughs> Very down on Kurt Mann all of a sudden. <laughs> they take on the Warriors, who people are pretty much writing off. I don't know if they're as bad as some people are saying. There's a few things I like here. The main one is uh, Stephen Kearney starting with Chanel Harris-Tavita and putting Cody Nikarima back on the bench. I think Nikarima is probably close to the best 14 in the game, but I don't think he's a starting half. Um, Harris-Tavita, I think, had to play in that spot, so that's a positive move from Stephen Kearney. Um, forward pack's looking a little bit skinny given departures and injuries. Um, Lachlan Burr's now the prop. Isaiah Papali'i starting uh, at lock. Adam Blair's gone out wide, which I also actually like, I think, uh, at this stage of his career. Um, the chance to sort of do his work on the edge rather than trying to be a middle is probably best suited for him. Wade Egan is the starting hooker, the ex-Panther. This is probably a bit of a weak link in their team. But they've got Nick Harima and also... Carl Lawton, who's Do they run hooker. three hookers in the one game? They're going to run with three hookers, and they're missing two hookers. That's amazing. So Jazz Tavanga to come back in round four or five, although he's more of a lock these days. And then Nat Roach, I think, is listed for mid-season. Um, and two, I think they're both debutants on the bench, Jermaine yeah. Tanoa Brown and Eliezer Katoa, um, both forwards, a couple of young forwards coming through. Yeah, there could be value with those two. I mean, in fairness, my fantasy team has three hookers in it, so I can see. I've got like six, I'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a bit strange for an actual NRL to do it, <laughs> but, you know, it's the way things are going, I guess. Um, yeah, so those bench forwards might be uh, good value. It's kind of hard to tell at this point what game time yeah. they're going to get, what impact they'll make. Um, it might be a case of wait and see for a, a couple of weeks. If one of them explodes and gets, you know, 40 in 40 minutes, one or two weeks in a row, then mm. um, snap them up. But no hurry to do it just yet. Um, I mean, Tavanga is a big minute middle forward to come back in around four or five. So well, it's got not a few long players. time. They've got to... Josh Curran's back, Parsi. Um, they could be both back in round two. So. Curran and Parsi could both be back, yes. Um, big risk there. Yeah. Um, uh, preseason, Wade Egan was kind of the, the most talked about cheapie here. I'm not sure at all about his game time. With, two hookers on the pitch. Two hookers. I mean, they could ch- there's so many ways they could change that up. Um, you know, Lawton could start in a week or two. Um, who knows? He's pretty cheap, but um, job security is shaky. Harris Tavita, any love there? I think he's 
is pretty much based on eighty minute games, isn't he? There's not. Yeah, you would, he kind of needs to Im- like improve as a as a player as a scorer to mm. be um, worth considering. Which he I could. Think He'll be the goal kicker, right? Looking at that team, he has to be. I mean, Herbert yeah. was doing it for a bit last year. Yeah, but true. I feel like Harris Tavita was better. So I think priced at low thirties, you wanted to score forty-ish, and um, mm. a bit risky, maybe. Interesting one. Keep an eye on that. Uh, next up, we have the Rabbitohs and the Sharks. Rabbitohs are almost exactly as per expectations, I think, um, f- based on the trials and, and the early mail. Um, Latrell Mitchell, obviously, the fullback. will be interesting to see how he goes. Braden Burns, potentially um, cheaper than his ceiling if he goes anything like he went at the start of last year. Um, forward pack, I mean, Cameron Murray starting on an edge we knew about. I think he'll probably only play 20 to 30 out there and then you'll have Ethan Lowe come yep. on and Murray will move into that middle rotation. Jaden Sewers, a fairly cheap edge forward if we think he can improve his work rate. Yeah, I mean, if Sewer just gets 80 minutes, I think he's a good buy. Um, and if they do what you just said and, and Lowe takes the other edge forward spot when Murray um, shifts after 20 minutes, then there's a chance of that. Um, Sewers scored 40 points a game when he started out at the Broncos mm. uh, under Bennett a couple of years ago. So um, decent value there. Um, Liam Knight's the other one at lock. Um, really good scorer in the front row last year. If he gets 50 minutes, his um, scores could jump from 39 points a game to high 40s, maybe 50. Mm. The minutes is the question mark, I guess. Do we see them going up massively? Because, like you said, 20 to 25 minutes in, Lowe comes on, yeah. Murray goes to lock, Light, Knight then goes to prop. Exactly. Which that, now he's back to doing his... Yeah. The fact they do have a superstar lock already in Cameron Murray um, does make it a little riskier that... Like, typically, a, a starting lock plays 50 minutes a game, but it's a little bit of a different situation um, at Souths, perhaps. With their likely rotation, yeah, but... Liam Knight certainly will be one of the most uh, picked players, I think. Yeah, Braden Burns, is he in consideration for you? I think he's um, he's really good value if he does not get injured for a whole season. Just need to find an extra 150k from somewhere <laughs> yeah. and he's in, but I can't quite... I've already got Jack Bird in one centre spot. Yeah, I'm not, okay. That's a lot of money for your centres in what's probably the worst position in fantasy. I really want him, but I just can't fit him in at the moment. But I think he will be good again this year and I think he'll make a bit of money. Uh, they take on the Sharks, who are missing a lot of backs. They've mm. actually got, I believe, Jackson Ferris, who's named down in Jersey 21. He's not even in the top 30. He's got an exemption because they're missing three backs. Um, Matt Moylan, the fullback, Josh Dugan and Bronson Sherry all out week one with um, varying degrees of minor niggles. Uh, Will Kennedy, who's played a little bit in the past, is the fullback. Sianica Mulatalo on the wings. Josh Morris, who may or may not be a shark in round two or three or four. For now, is the centre. Um, Blake Braley takes over from his brother in the number nine jersey. Jack Williams is the new lock. Toby Rudolph, named to debut on the bench, um, had a great year uh, up in the Queensland Cup two years ago, then did his ACL right when the Sharks bought him, but came back strongly at the end of last year. So he's earned a, a debut, and he's, uh, I guess, a possible cheapie with no one really likely to you know, take his spot coming back soon. Yeah, the, they've lost a lot of uh, forwards, so um, there could be minutes up for grabs there, base price, um, as well as a rookie. So one of the options, it's going to be one of those things that before lockout, people might be... Um, scrapping around for which bench forward do they get um, for base price. And uh, he's a pretty good candidate. No Billy Magulius in this 17. A lot of people were hoping he was going to get a mm. starting spot somehow in this uh, uh, shark side, which never really looked that like that likely. Jack Williams is the lock, as you said. He's 100K cheaper than um, Liam Knight. Uh, hasn't scored quite as um, quickly like in terms of points per minute as Knight has, but um, if he pretty much replaces Gallon's role, plays 50 minutes or hopefully more, then he should make a fair bit of cash. Um, Blake Braley's the other one. Um, mm. Pretty safe hooker. One of the many hookers you should have in your uh, squad. Yeah, he's definitely uh, one of the many hookers <laughs> in my squad currently. Uh, next game, the Panthers take on the Roosters on Saturday night out there at Panther Stadium. Um, Dylan Edwards missing for the first, what, six or so rounds. So Caleb Aikens gets a, um, a chance at the back. Priced in the low 20s, performed last year in sort of the high 20s if I'm remembering correctly so um, I do currently have him but I'm not convinced there's a heap of upside going on there um, otherwise Luai and Cleary of the Harles we've talked about already a bit Apisai Coruscant another one of those players who I think should probably be in pretty much everyone's fantasy squad going to 
just about double his minutes um, as the hooker, starting hooker at Penrith. This year, uh, Zane Tedavana, new recruit, starts in the front row. James Fisher-Harris, one of the mm. real gun forwards from last year, demoted to uh, a bench role where Stephen Crichton is a bit of a surprise name in Jersey 14 as well. Yeah, Isaiah Yo is the new lock. Um, played really well in the preseason. Um, 544k, he's not super cheap, but he should improve uh, in the middle Theoretically, he can get through a lot of defensive work when he does get uh, good minutes uh, at lock. Uh, yeah, Coruscant, as you said, pretty much must have, I think. Um, Luai, don't expect big things, but again, really obvious kind of uh, play to have in your team. If he gets 30 points a game, that's plenty at his price. Anyone else? You Have we talked enough about the uh, the Harbs? The Cleary thing. Yeah, there's a lot to like about Cleary with Maloney going and Maybe bulking up helps. Who knows? <laughs> but um, either way, he could. I mean, he could get score close to sixty points a game this season. His Luai must have. He's in over forty percent of teams. He's I, cheap. I don't think half. he is. There's a lot of. I mean, there's a lot of underpriced halves uh, for round one, um, and he's. I think his scoring ceiling is not. Well, I mean, if he gets a couple of tries, he'll get a big score. But well, he'll score sixty-five one week and then average seventeen for the next three weeks. Yeah, exactly. You can't the, the base scores, the base stats aren't going to really be yeah. there for him. Don't expect many uh, kick meters and even assists and whatever. I think Cleary will get more of those. But um, but he's so cheap and his job security is pretty good. Do you think he's got that? Well, depending on how they play. Obviously. Yeah, uh, it's his spot to keep as long as he earns it. They, yeah. they do have um, Matt Burton named in the reserves. He'll be keeping the pressure on. Um, but, yeah, it's a little spot as long as he, he goes well. Tough game up, up front. Well, me. yeah, I don't know if he'll be judged on how he goes against the uh, the Roosters. Speaking of the Roosters, um, plenty of guns in their team, plenty of talking points. Angus Crichton named in the centres. I'm not convinced he'll be there for much of the season, but we'll see how that pans out. Cole Flanagan's the new number seven following Cooper Cronk's departure. Jake Friend named to start, certainly cheap compared to his ceiling, but he does have Sam Barrels on the bench and a shocking recent injury history. Um, Siddeley Tupanua is the starting second row alongside Mitch Orbison with Boyd Cordner injured slash rested slash workload managed, depending mm. on um, what's actually going on. Yeah, load management round one. Um, bench is otherwise um, as expected Isaac Liu, Nat Butcher and Lindsay Collins Yeah, great team I don't think any of them really interest me that much for fantasy So, Agree. Uh, Mitch Orbison uh, People are interested in him again uh, With the, the rule. St- starting second row uh, spot Yeah, the Mitch Orbison rule Never by Mitch Orbison For anyone uh, new to the podcast um, I think that still probably holds true this season We'll see what happens I can easily see Angus Crichton going back to the starting second row spot in Yeah a few weeks round two round three round four whatever yeah. it is so, they do r- actually have other centres as well Ikuvali yeah. can play there there's other young guys coming through even with Billy Smith out they've got options yeah there's a lot of, I mean if Crichton looks lost in the centres and they'll mm. bump in for that reason or Orbison could play there or Orbison can switch the centres yeah exactly so uh, a few risks uh, Friend will make money I don't know if it will be enough necessarily to buy him uh, as a cash cow but I wouldn't be surprised at all if he just keeps reeling off 50s like he used mm. to from round one. Um, but short of that, nothing else. I mean, obviously Tedesco is fantastic, but too expensive for me. Yeah, I want him, but I just can't afford him with the cap that, as tight as it is to start the season. Sea Eagles and Storm, Sunday afternoon out at Lotto Land. Um, I feel like I've seen these two teams play in round one a few times. Mm. I've certainly, I covered a game once where the Storm beat Manly right at the end out there in round one a few years ago. Um, plenty of fire and brimstone between these two clubs out there over the years. Um, Tom Travojevich, named at fullback, I think is a little bit discounted. His brother Jake, named at lock, surely won't play. He's hardly trained. He's had his shoulder reconstructed. Same as Adam Fanua Blake, both named despite shoulder surgery. Be amazed if they both run out, but it could be Des Hasler shenanigans or it could be um, just a remarkable recovery. Um, Danny Levi is the new hooker, although I don't see a lot of upside to him either. Martin Tapao, an out-and-out gun who should score well if they are skinny in the forwards, which I'm not sure they will be. Yeah, um, Levi, he pretty much needs the 80 minutes to uh, improve on his current uh, Mm. price. If he does get it, then there is upside there. I think he's priced mid to high 30s, um, has scored high 40s before when he plays 80. They do have Lachlan Croker on the bench who could play some minutes as well. So, Almost certainly spend time at dummy half. Yeah, you would think so. So um, 
Levi is not quite looking an 80-minute uh, hooker just yet, and at 518k, he's not as cheap mm. as other options. And he averaged 57 minutes last year, so it's not like he he's hasn't really. 40. Yeah, yeah, true, yeah. Um, he's uh, yeah been a big-minute hooker for a while, but hasn't really been a consistent 80-minute hooker, so I don't know if that will happen uh, early this season. Otherwise, yeah, Tom Drovich, probably the, the best option in that team right now in terms of value for money. Yep. Probably the only real one of interest uh, for me, although DCE is a, a gun half if you don't yep. fancy Moses or Cleary. They take on the Storm. Um, Ryan Pappenhausen at starting fullback has interested plenty of people. Um, You've got him as a trap, according to a video. A tra- I yeah, I just, Twitter's let me know that they <laughs> don't agree with my decision. Might have to wind back the, uh, the Pappenhausen warnings depending on how he goes in round one or two. I just feel like... I see what you mean. He was so explosive last year. Like, can he possibly keep that up and I know there's a big increase from his average minutes last year to his average minutes this year but yeah. teams are going to be on the you know ready for him no one knew who he was in round one last year and when he came in he was kind of blitzing teams and Storm were dominating I just yeah. people are going to be more prepared for him I think they will year. and I think he'll be five or ten points a game worse than he was last year as a starting fullback and he was because that was like 60 he will still make a lot of money yeah yeah. <laughs> um, not many winger fullbacks score more than 50 points a game and I think he can be one of them uh, he's a lot yeah. cheaper than that. Well, I will. We'll see what silly happens. Silly in about round four. One of us will feel silly in a few weeks, but um, that's fine. Anyone else of interest in that side? Uh, Harry Grant's still there. He's still there. Not um, great for uh, Tigers fans and uh, people looking to snap him up as a cash cow at this point of the season. That might change in a few weeks. Who knows? More of a question mark for the Tigers uh, players we'll get to shortly. Mm. Um, as long as he doesn't boost his price too much while he's playing off the bench there. Yeah, I mean, I can't see how many minutes he gets as a... He, unlike um, uh, the other Smith, uh, he's, a, he's a... Unlike Brandon Smith, he's a genuine mm. hooker. He's not a hooker slash lock or whatever, so I don't know how many minutes he takes off Cameron Smith. Probably none. I'm a bit surprised they're going to use him on the bench. Yeah, it's a weird one. You have to think when Brandon Smith comes back in round four to five that he displaces Harry Grant. Yeah on the bench as well because he does cover hooker while also being a useful middle forward option. Um, Tino Fasua Malaawe is in plenty of teams. I don't see him getting enough minutes to make yeah. a heap of money either. Um, Tui Kamakamitha is starting at prop with Big Nelson out. Is it a hamstring for Nelson? It is, Missing yeah. the early rounds, so I don't think he'll be um, too far away as well, so just bear that one in mind. Yeah, steer clear, I think. Um, the round finishes up on Sunday night with the Dragons and the Tigers down there in Wollongong. Zach Lomax, dual position, centre wing fullback, starting fullback, goal kicker is in a lot of teams. Braden Wuliami, a bit of a left field selection at, uh, I think, we're left centre. We're expecting him to play with Lafayette switching sides and yep. uh, Ewan Aitken dropped. Um, big call from Paul McGregor to start the season. Isaac Luke is the hooker for the early rounds with Cam McInnes out injured due to the injury picked up in the nines. Um, Blake Laurie keeps the 13 jersey with the returning Trent Merrin on the bench alongside new recruits Tyrell Formaiono and Billy Britton from South, the young hooker, is um, there to cover Isaac Luke. Yeah, so Williami uh, was strong in the preseason. Uh, he had a good game against Newcastle in their first uh, trial game. 246k, dual position, centre and winger fullback. Uh, starting spot, if he holds that for a while, there's a lot to like just on those facts. In terms of being a, a fantasy cash cow, he has played... Uh, quite a few NRL games in the past and not scored great. Yeah, I was going to um, say this. I think he's played close to 30 games and he's averaged 21 or 22. So he'll need to do better than that to make much money. But um, uh, the Dragons obviously believe he's improved as a player. So mm. if he hits mid to high 20s, that's probably enough at his price to, to make 100, 150 grand. So mm. I quite like him as a... At, at least you can have him as your one backup centre winger fullback and not spend much money on that position. Yeah, don't put him in the starting 13 would be my advice. But um, potential upside, but he'd need to average a lot better than 21 to be worth yeah. a spot in the um, in the 21. Tigers have uh, Adam Dewey starting at centre. Um, worth noting that Moses Embai is out injured for the first couple of weeks. Um, Paul Momorowski, who may or may not be involved in a player swap at some point, mm. is in the uh, the reserves. Tommy Talau, potential cash cow in a lot of teams over the preseason. He's not even in the 21. Um, Billy Walters, who is in my uh, squad, one of the several thousand hookers, <laughs> is named to start at number nine. He's dual position now, um, which is handy. 
Um, some good forwards kept out of the side by um, Aloy, Twal, Garner, Luciano, Lewis starting, um, which is potentially interesting. Um, McKaylee, Musgrove and Lawrence all on the bench with Reynolds, which means Cheekham, Ollie Clark, Eisenhuth all miss out. Yeah, so... Um Luciano Leilua uh, is in my team. I quite like him as a fantasy option if he gets a big-minute role in the second row. Mm-hmm. He's uh, starred a couple of times uh, in the past for the Dragons in that role. He just hasn't had uh, consistent minutes there. Um, he's playing alongside his brother. Um, at the very least, having him in your fantasy team could be very fun. He's capable <laughs> of some really big games. You can get line breaks, offloads, tries, um, set-up tries. So... Uh, I like him at 503,000. Um, otherwise, yeah, Billy Walters is going to be in a heap of teams. Uh, starting hooker, you can play him in your halves uh, or as a dual position kind of bench mm. option. Uh, but it is risky. So, as you said, Moses Embai has to come back soon. They've got a couple of good players in the centres. They could play Embai uh, at hooker, perhaps. They also reportedly are still chasing Harry Grant mm. from Melbourne. And Josh Reynolds is on the bench, so obviously Walters isn't going to play 80 to matter Absolutely, what because yeah. Reynolds will come on for, you know, he might play dummy half for half the game or that sort of thing. So And Reynolds see. looked pretty good in the, in mm. the preseason um, coming off and bringing a lot of energy. So, yeah, Walters could play, who knows, it could be 40 minutes a game or something. So Yeah. Um, yeah, so I wouldn't be stunned if Walters doesn't have great scores from the start and I also wouldn't be stunned if... You know, Harry Grant's lining up at number nine for the Tigers in a few weeks and Walters disappears from the 21. So uh, it's a risky one. I don't know what the bigger gamble is, putting him in your team or leaving him out of your team yeah. at this point. The fact he's so cheap means if you don't have him, you could uh, have egg on your face, but he could also disappear. So I don't know. I think I'm going to keep him and then you know trade him if he needs to be traded. Yeah, I'll definitely have him in the, the 21, I think, for the early rounds. It's, you know, probably not going to be 500k of price rises but even if it's 150 over the first few rounds then uh, he's done his job let's get into some twitter questions of which there are unsurprisingly many this week with so many people um, restructuring their teams based on the round one team lists Um, we'll go through it start with uh, brb tea break um AJ Brimson missing for at least the first week. Is it re- worth trading him in if he's back in the second or third week um, or just start him, sit him on the bench and yeah. use him as a loop until he comes back? It depends. It depends on how um, set you were on having him in your team. He was in my team until today. Um, he's uh, priced mid-30s. He has scored, I think, 45 points a game when playing fullback for 80 minutes. So there's a lot to like there. Um uh, in saying that, he's out this week. Titans have a tough draw. You can talk your way out of him as well. Um, yeah, I think if you really want him in your team, then maybe just put him in now and uh, play him in a week or two. Uh, you, I mean, you're going to want to make trades next week, so you could use him as one of your trades, I mm. suppose, but he's not particularly cheap, so you need to trade someone. Yeah. You know, a mid-range or better player to get him in, so... I don't know. I think a lot of people would just get rid of him now and, and look elsewhere. There's lots of ways to make money at the start mm. of the year. Very, very, very rare that I would suggest starting with someone in your 21-man fantasy squad playing. in round one who's not playing that week. And I don't think I'd personally be making an exception for AJ Brimson. I don't think he's enough of a must-have to be a, a yep. red dot week one. Um, second of the two-parter, do you think Braden Williami can hold that spot over you and Aitken as a cheapy starting centre? It's massive, can free up over 250k, picking him instead of a Stags, Burns, Leilua, etc. Yes. Um, yeah, well, he's been named to start, so if he plays well, he will keep the spot. Yeah, so hopefully that happens. <laughs> Whether he can score well is another can question. Can you guess whether he's in my team or not? <laughs> <laughs> Steve Maddow writes in, thoughts on having Dylan Walker as a centre? Uh, no, for me. That's I mean, a no for me as well. Yeah, centers are, are tough. You want either someone very cheap who's going to free up cash to spend, spend elsewhere and make a lot of money, or someone who's going to be, you know, just about guaranteed forty points a game or, or better. I think Walker's not going to make much money and mm. isn't quite a gun, so probably not. In the halves, he's the less dominant half, so he's going to be relying on his running game and making enough tackles to to score well. I just don't see him improving really on where he's at. 
Ryan Didrickson, uh, thoughts on Braden Burns? He's less than 2% ownership, priced at 34, average of 45 last year in his 80-minute games. If his hamstring injury is keeping you away, do you have equal caution with Tom Turbo? Um, As I said before, I like him. I really wish I could fit him in my team. I just can't quite justify the price tag. But like you said, priced at 34, can average 45 in 80-minute games. I think there's plenty of upside for... For Braden? Yeah, I think the price tag is absolutely fine. It's one of the um, the you know his strengths that he that he is underpriced for what he can score. Um, it's just the injury thing. So he's played in three NRL seasons. Uh, Ten games is the most he's played. Mm. He's had a lot of injuries. If you get him and then he goes down with a hammy and you know four, five, six weeks at any point in the season because you get him, you want him as a keeper. Really, you're spending yes more than um, you need to on a centre, so you don't want to have to use trades on him later on definitely could get injured um so it's a bit of a gamble but apart from that um in terms of the guys who could be keepers he's one of the cheaper ones so mm. um and and pretty safe i think like in terms of if he does stay fit he does he's a really busy player gets a lot of tackle breaks yeah he's uh in a really good attacking team at south on a good side of that of the field as well um they go through that side a lot so yeah i think he will score really well while he is uh still fit mm. so we're playing outside um cody walker and yeah cam murray will be starting on that left edge and latrell mitchell sweeping on the left as well so i think he had plenty of involvement i um, actually sat down with Braden at uh, south media day not too long ago and asked him about this very subject and he said he learned a lot about himself and his body last year and i think as a young player coming in trying to earn his spot he was pushing himself mm-hmm. um even when he kind of felt his body wasn't quite right and he sort of learned to when to, to taper it back and um done a lot of work over the pre-season in the gym you know strengthening and and not overstressing the, the hamstrings so hopefully uh, Touchwood all that pans out and he uh, he stays on the field this year because he's a great fellow as well as a great player question from NRL Fantasy thoughts on Wade Egan as a bench hooker he seems to score decently as a starting hooker has a break even of 27 hmm yeah hmm he, he was uh, in my plans much earlier in the preseason when it looked like he was going to um Start. He's still obviously starting, but yeah, the presence of Lawton and Nicarima means his minutes is a bit of a question mark. I mean, he's pretty much in the same situation as uh, Blake Braley at Cronulla, except that uh, Braley is definitely the long-term future hooker at mm. at the Sharks, and we're not really sure what where Egan stands at the Warriors. So, uh, just a bit riskier. He should he should make money. Just don't know how much. Yeah, he might. Uh, extended squad at the moment, but I'm not sure if he's going to stay there. Alessandro Taloka, thoughts on Brandon Wakeham as an option? Um, yeah, I've got him in my squad at the moment. Yeah. I think he's handy. Yeah, I still don't. So I've got, um, I still currently have Kurt Mann in my squad, which you have mocked quite a bit. Um, <laughs> With good reason. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, Wakeham's defence is the only real thing, but, um, and I guess Jack Cogger's there and uh, was preferred last year, so they're the only risks. If his defence improves and he locks down that spot, then he should um, score at least 35 a game and make a, a bunch of cash. So mm. pretty good option. There's quite a few good halves now available in um, uh, in fantasy for round one in terms of money-making guys. Mm. So he is definitely one of them. Absolutely. Uh, Clay X writes in, is it essential to pick up players like Katoa and Tanua Brown? That's the two Warriors bench forwards. Uh, as they are both 228k named in the 17 looks tempting as the Warriors have named two half hooker options on the bench which could result in increased minutes for those two that's uh, a fair point with two sort of utility yeah, players yeah. on the bench they could get it's a weird minutes. bench um, I think they will get I wouldn't be surprised if they get good minutes and a good score this week they have a lot of forwards coming back from injury in the next few weeks so one or both of them could at least have their minutes reduced maybe drop out of the squad altogether um, I wouldn't say it's essential by any means there's a lot of other cheap players, maybe not rookie price, but pretty close. So, um, yeah, I'll be considering them. I think I might um, just look and see how they go in round one, and then mm. I mean, I'm going to be wanting to change things after round one, no doubt, or certainly in the first few rounds, and they might be a, a cash-down option, you know, to sell someone and pick up one of those two. But, um, yeah, a little bit of a gamble for me to pick up in round one. Might fire off a text to Corey Rosser, our Auckland yeah. correspondent, work out which one has the, the better job security and the, the better work rate. Uh, Joel Walsh writes in, how many pods, point of difference players, should you have entering the season? 
Joel, I wouldn't be even looking at the no. point of difference and how many teams they're in. I think a lot of people are going to be guessing about a few players at this point in the season. Just pick the best team that you can you can Absolutely. assemble. It's going to happen. It's going to happen organically. You're going to have players <laughs> that are different from other other teams. Um, but if you start if you if you're having that as a main factor in what, who you're picking, then you're going to pick players that are um, in not many teams because they're not good picks. So. Just pick good players. Don't worry about that yet. Organically. I feel like I'm in a corporate strategy yeah, planning session or something. Cano writes in thoughts on Chanel Harris-Tavita if he does get the start over Nicarima. That was obviously written before the team list. Uh, not able to afford the Moses and Cleary combination to start. Anyone else around 400 to 500k in the half spot? Um, there are a few. I'm not going to go CHT personally. I don't think he's got quite as much money to make as others. Not with Wakeham and Mann and Well, this Walters is it. And I was saying last week that I would quite like to get Cleary and Moses in my team for round one um, if there's a lot of cheapies. And there are a lot of cheapies this week, but there are a lot yeah, of them nice. are halves. So you could get away with, um, you know, Walters, Mann, Wakeham. Are there any others? Um a combination of yeah, those guys yeah. maybe as your halves this is a gamble and then you're going to have a lot of money to spend elsewhere skip both Moses and Cleary and get Tomalolo and Haas and you know a gun fullback or something um, and just make a lot of money in the in the halves so it's not a terrible option as much as we've been talking up um, Cleary and Moses those mm. two are both guns they could go up from mid 50s to possibly 60 points a game but um, that's a five point jump and these cheapies will make more than a five point jump on their starting price mm. so um, you will have to sell them later on which is the only difference but um, true. yeah I, I don't hate the idea of going cheap in the halves all of a sudden yeah I, I like one up and one down a, a gun like a Moses or a Cleary with a cheapie like a whether it's a Wakeham or a Walters or someone like that but I think two guns is probably leaves you too skinny elsewhere but two the, cheapies the thing if you skip if you skip them both or one of them and they start off with six straight scores of 60 yeah. you're going to be feeling a bit a bit foolish when a lot of other people have one of those two guys that's always the risk mm. Birdman writes in is having Stags and Ramian in the centres too greedy would it be wiser to spend it elsewhere um, a little bit but it's if I was going to spend that much in the centres I'm not sure that's the combo I'd be going for yeah I'm not sold on Ramian improving that much on last year maybe he will look really good uh, in the All-Stars game mm. um he Again, actually saw a fair bit of ball at Newcastle. People were like he didn't get the ball and he was quiet, but he had plenty yeah, of touches. Just didn't do that much with it necessarily. Yeah. Um, the Knights' attack in general wasn't great. Hopefully uh, he'll improve uh, for the Sharks uh, this year. But, yeah, I think, again, centres, I'm probably going to go either two cheapies or one decent player and, and one cheap one. And he's gone two of the high, more higher-priced guys and neither are guaranteed to either be guns or... Uh, or cash cow so I'd probably just pick one of those maybe stags and then go mm. either probably cheaper with the other one yeah I mean both those guys are basically priced based on playing 80 minutes last year so you're back- backing them to improve from yeah. not quite being Rather a keeper to change or something yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul Burns are Zane Tedovano and Luciano Leilua worth gambling on if they're named to start uh, Leilua I'm saying a strong yes I think Leilua's worth the punt and uh Tedovano, uh, is he starting? Probably He not. is starting. He was generally on the bench for the Roosters, and they did have some fairly big-minute forwards, but um, I don't see a heap of upside there. Yeah, yeah, he's been around it for a while and never really been fantasy-relevant, so yeah. no to him. That's a no for me. Uh, Kiwi Statman, which combo would you go for, taking into consideration depth in mid-ranges and cash cows, um, Moses and Cleary, or Daniel David Fafita and Jason Tamalolo. I feel like those combinations aren't paired up correctly, but um, essentially I think Fafita's pretty close to must-have and Moses and Cleary's pretty much just whichever one you um, yeah. like more. They're, they're all good buys. Yeah. Nobody knows exactly which one's going to score best yet. I agree. Pick a couple. Um, that one question about Corey Harawiranaro is probably now expired given the team list news. Yes. Um, I think I'm almost running out. Or oh, David Venner, how many Broncos is too many? Currently have Haas, Carrigan, Fafita and Bird. It's a good fantasy year for Broncos, I think. It is. I have all of those players, David, and I would not suggest you trade any of them out of your side. One of the strange things is people get really um, uptight about having too many players from a certain team in their mm. 
or they leave someone out because we've already got another Broncos back row or whatever. But it really doesn't matter. Some teams just are mm. stacked with good fantasy buyers. Um, one year for whatever reason, they're underpriced or whatever. So this year, I think the Broncos are probably that team. Mm. And with the buyers, you know, condensed, you're not missing a whole heap of team, uh, players from one team one yeah. week. Um, I guess the other risk is if one team just gets really smashed, you have a whole bunch of players all from the same team getting smashed. But even then, like Payne yeah. Haas is going to score well, even if the Broncos exactly. go badly. And Carrigan will make a lot of tackles, even if yeah. it doesn't make many, you know, get many attacking stats. So, yeah, I wouldn't worry too much. Declan Horn asks, "What are your thoughts on Jeremy Marshall King as an option in the halves? Do you think Kerrod Holland will take many of his minutes? Is Sione Katoa a chance to come in and take his spot?" Uh, well, I mean, he's a chance, but Marshall King is preferred at the moment. Um, I quite like him as an option. I think he's a bit of an awkward price uh, to fit in my squad uh, at this point, but he should make uh, a lot of money. Um, yeah, I think Holland will play probably 10, 15 minutes if, not, if there's no yeah. injuries. I don't see him playing big minutes at dummy half at all. Yeah, so um, you, you want Marshall King to score upwards of 45 points a game to make a lot of cash but uh, capable of doing it um pretty good buy yep dylan says thoughts on joe stimson with haribur and nara stood down he could be starting for a while i mean we just don't know how we have long. no idea yeah if he, he does start cheap. for a while then he's very cheap so yeah uh but he's a he's a gamble um uh, yeah. Hopefully, the next 48 hours we find out more about That's what's true. going on with those two. I saw Dean Pays up for a press conference uh, tomorrow morning, although that's just his weekly um, day before the Stay game. Stay tuned to the news press. on NRL.com. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yep. Always good advice. Hunter Hutchin, what do we do about Brimson being out? I say punt him. Leave him out. Um, Unless, I mean, they do play the first Friday game this week, so yeah. we'll know for sure by. If he's a miracle inclusion, we'll know. Friday. Very early. Yep. Butsy Badger, how long is Moylan out for? Is Will Kennedy a realistic option? No. I feel like if Moylan comes back, he's going to get injured again. <laughs> it kept happening last year. But it's it is it's not just Moylan, I suppose. They've got um, not that Dugan doesn't get a lot of injuries <laughs> as well. But even if um, Sherry comes back, they can rejig things maybe and mm. uh, play someone else at, at the back. Although Josh Morris is, could be Roosters bound soon. Yeah. So well, he's. He's spoken of as a fullback option as well. So, yeah. yeah. Too much uncertainty for me over Will Kennedy with better options elsewhere. Um, might almost bring me to the end. Or oh, Dylan Anders, a late entrance. Sewer or Stimson for the bench spot. Worried about minutes and security for both. Uh, it's probably I, I like Sewer for um, those two. Job yeah. security. He's in there on merit. No one, obviously, is coming mm. back to replace him. It's only Ethan Lowe. Um, Outperforms him significantly, I guess. Yep. Uh, but even then, Sewer's going to get a bench spot and play 50 or 60 minutes, hopefully. So. Yep. Um, I think I've run out of questions. That'll do. Any that I missed. That'll do. That's that's quite a few, isn't it? It's quite a few. A long pod. A long podcast for, as you'd expect, in round one team list. Um, be back with the panel show on Wednesday, the Late Mail Crew podcast coming up on, is that Thursday? I think it might be Wednesday as well this year. Oh, handy. Yeah. Mm. Um, so plenty of good fantasy stuff to come. The Loan Scout Q&A, get your questions in for that one. That'll go up Thursday morning, I believe. Um, obviously, all your late-breaking news and team lists and such forth on NRL.com. And we will be back this time next week for the Round 2 Team List podcast. <laughs> <laughs>